This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope, the audio broadcast ministry of Pastor Rick Warren. Today we continue in our series called Radicalis, Developing Spiritual Roots. In these lessons, we'll learn how to live a life that is deeply rooted in Christ and His Word so that we can become all God has created us to be. Now, in just a few minutes, we're going to tell you how to get a copy of the Daily Hope Gold Scripture Box called Verses of Hope, a great way to keep God's Word right at your fingertips all year round. You can go to PastorRick.com or you can text the word DAILY to 800-600-5004 to find out more. Now, here's Pastor Rick Warren with the final part of a message called Radical Joy. Let me give you a little advice as your pastor who loves you. You'll never be able to please everybody. Just about the time you get crowd A please, crowd B gets ticked off. About the time you get proud, crowd B, please, crowd A gets ticked off. One minute you're the hero, the next minute you're the zero. But here's the good news. You don't need other people's approval to be happy. If you've been spending your life still trying to earn the approval of your dad or your mom or your friends or your peers or some teacher in the past and prove them wrong, that's stupid. If you haven't gotten their approval by now, you're not going to get it. And it's not your fault, it's their fault. But here's the good news, you don't need it. You don't need the approval of anybody to be joyful. You don't need the approval of anybody to be happy. All you need to do is live for an audience of one, for God. And if God likes you and you're doing, and he likes what you're doing, then it's always the right thing to do. Not only that, you're gonna be rewarded in eternity. Do you remember the last beatitude we covered when we went through um, life's healing choices? It goes like this. Blessed are you, that means happy, happy are you when men shall revile you, that means put you down, and persecute you and say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice, there's the word, rejoice, joy. Rejoice and be exceeding glad, overflowing joy, for great is your reward in heaven. That's a good thing. This is what Jesus told us. He said, in the world you'll have tribulation. He said, you don't have to worry about it because I love you. In fact, Romans 8, 37 says this. None of this phases us because Jesus loves us. Don't ever let anybody rob your joy. Don't ever let anybody take it away from you. They don't have a right to. Now, Jesus also said this on the screen. I say these things while I'm still in the world so that they, that means all of us, the followers, may have the full measure of my joy within them. Did you know that Jesus prayed that you would have the full measure of the joy he had inside you? That's extravagant joy. That's irrational joy. That's exuberant joy. That's unspeakable joy. The fifth reason that we can have joy no matter what happens in our lives. If I'm in Christ, God will meet all my needs. God has promised this. If I'm in Christ, God has promised to meet all my needs. So what do I have to worry about? And again, worry is a killjoy. The Bible says it like this in Romans 8, verse 32. Since God 
did not spare even his own son, that's Jesus, but gave him up for us all. Won't God, who gave us Christ, also give us everything else? You see the logic of that verse? If God loved you enough to come to earth and die on the cross for your sins, don't you think anything else you've got is small potatoes as a problem? When God solved your biggest problem and he came to earth to die for you, don't you think he cares then about your finances? Don't you think he cares about your relationships? Don't you think he cares about your health, about your job, your career? Yeah, yeah he cares about all that too. And that's a reason for joy. God says, I will meet all your needs. In fact, this is what he says in Philippians 4, 4.19. My God will meet all your needs according to his glorious riches. And here's the phrase, in Christ. In Christ Jesus. It's in Christ. God has not promised to meet the needs of everybody in the world. No, he's promised to meet the needs of those in Christ Jesus. Jesus. Now, he says, my God will meet all your needs. He doesn't say I'll meet all your greeds. God hadn't promised to give you a Rolls Royce or a mansion on a hilltop. Or all he, God has said, I'll meet all your needs. What you need, I'll get to you. I haven't promised to make you, it's not the Midas touch, you get whatever you want, or as Rick talked about, it's not like God's a genie. But he says, I'll meet all your needs. Now, most of us don't really understand this so we don't pray for it. One of my favorite verses in the Bible is Psalm 84, 11. It says this, no good thing will the Lord withhold from those who do what is right. No good thing. You know, as a father, when my kids are growing up, I want to give them good things. I won't withhold anything good from them. I might hold, withhold something bad from them, something that will harm them, something that will cause them uh, to, uh, to, to be stunted in their spiritual or physical or emotional growth. But I'm not gonna withhold any good thing from them. If I can supply it as a dad, how much more does the heavenly father who's perfect say, no good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly, who, who are doing what is right. You see, God wants you to ask in prayer more than you do. God wants you to pray and get answers more than you do. God, over 20 times in the New Testament, God says, ask. Ask and it shall be given. Seek and you'll find. Knock and the door will be opened. Over 20 times. God never shuts his storehouse until you shut your mouth. <laughs> the Bible says you have not because you ask not. You don't ever ask for it, God. You know, when you get to heaven, there's gonna be a storehouse up there and you're gonna go inside the storehouse and there's gonna be all these incredible gifts and neat experiences and things and there's gonna be a little tag on it and every one of the tags is gonna say the same thing. It's gonna say this, never asked for. How many things have you never asked for from God? Now, why does God want you to ask in prayer? Why does he want you to ask and then he can meet your needs? One reason. He wants you to be full of joy. That's the reason. He wants you to be full of joy. When my kids are full of joy, it makes me look good as a dad. When God's children are full of joy, it makes God look good. A, a, a sourpuss Christian is a bad advertisement for God. 
You know, some people go around and look like they're baptized in vinegar. You know? Got this, you know, just got a been sucking on pickles or something. And God says, no, no, I want you to be full of joy. Look at this verse, John 16, 24. Ask, Jesus says, ask using my name and you will receive and you will have abundant joy. The reason for asking is joy. The reason you don't see miracles, you're not asking for them. God wants to do things in your life that you can't even imagine. Doyle, talk to me about a time in your life when um, you saw God meet a need in a miraculous way. Well, it was uh, back in 1980. I just, uh, I've been married all my life pretty much, by the way. And uh, I married my high school sweetheart and uh, we have four children. But back then we only had two, Heidi and Holly. Heidi was four, Holly was two. So uh, my wife met me at the door and she says, good night, have fun, they're yours. And so we played till the middle of the night. And I'll never forget, I, I, uh, it was too late, I mean, you know, it was so late for a story, and so I just said a little poem prayer, and I felt bad, and Holly was asleep before amen, but Heidi was wide <laughs> awake, and so I walked over to her little bed, I said, Heidi, was there something special you wanted to ask God for? Well, there's something I've always wanted, she said, I'd like to have a rose, and I said, well, why do you want a rose? She said, because they're so pretty, and I've always wanted one. She's and four I, years old, and her whole <laughs> life she's wanted a rose, Yeah. <laughs> And so anything to get her to go to sleep. So we asked God for a rose, you know, and I forgot about it. The next night at our little time, uh, Heidi, uh, our, we started to pray. I told him a story, and she grabbed Holly's hand in mine. She said, let's pray, Daddy. And uh, I'll, I'll never forget, her little lip started to quiver, and her hand was shaking, little yeah. tears flowing out of her face. Yeah. I, I said, Heidi, what's wrong? How come God didn't bring my rose to me today? Do you think you forgot? Uh, and what do you say? You know, it was a yeah. God question. I said, well, you know, we didn't mention the color of that rose. Oh, good answer. Was, good, good answer. Pretty clever. <laughs> and so, by the way, by the way, here's a teaching truth. It is always easier for God to ask a more specific thing than, than, a, than a simple. When you say, God bless me, what's a blessing? Most of you wouldn't know if a blessing hits you in the face. God bless me. That's too vague. Be specific. And so uh, we asked uh, God for a white one because that's what she was thinking about. And so um, I'll, never for, I'll never forget that. I could hardly sleep, and I had to go out of town the next day. And, uh, and I thought of calling Florist down the street or a friend, you know, Plan B. We always think of Plan B. Yeah. And so uh, anyway, I had to go out of town that night. I didn't do any of that. I just went out of town. I played this concert. And it was a small church, and it had a little center aisle down the middle. And uh, after my concert, I was putting my guitars away, and I hear a voice, are you Doyle Dykes? And it had been over for probably 30 minutes. No huh. one had been in there. Huh. And she startled me, this little lady. And uh, she said, God told me to bring you something from my garden today. And it was a little something wrapped in foil about this big, you know. And she handed it to me, and I could tell by the way she acted she was special. And I said, well, I'll enjoy eating this from your garden. She says, oh, I wouldn't eat that. She said, uh, she said, you better... Uh, you what do you think, it was a carrot or something? Or That's what I thought. Yeah. You know, it's a guy thing. We always yeah, think of food. That's exactly right. And so... Uh, yeah, don't bring me flowers. <laughs> food. <laughs> she said, well, you better not eat that. She waited till I peeled the foil back, and there was one little white rose. And yeah. I'll never forget that. Wow. And I told her, I said, well, this isn't mine. She says, well, God told me to bring you that. Oh. And, I, and I told her the story of the rose, and yeah. she says, well, that's nice, and just turned and walked away. And I thought, I'm slack-jawed holding this little miracle yeah, yeah. 
And I thought, she'll, she'll float out of here. She'll never make it out the door. And yeah. when I got home, I'll never forget, Heidi ran out to my truck before I could even get out of my van seat. And I reach over and I gave her the little package. She says, he brung it, didn't he, Daddy? Wow. Thank you, buddy. That's great. There's one more reason why we can be joyful no matter what happens in our lives. And it's the greatest one of all. The sixth reason, if I'm in Christ, the Bible says this, God will never stop loving me. God will never stop loving me. No matter what happens in my life, things go right, things go wrong, plans go awry, whatever, God will never stop loving me. I can count on it. The Bible says it like this in Romans chapter eight, verses 38 and 39. I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from the love of God, from his love. Death can't, life can't, angels can't, demons can't, our fears for today, our worries about tomorrow, even the powers of hell cannot keep God's love away. Whether we're high above the sky, or in the deepest ocean, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus, our Lord. That is good news. When you come to Christ and you say, I'm gonna put my hand in your hand, God grabs onto it. When you say, I'm gonna trust you, I wanna love you, I wanna be the person you made me to be, God says, I'm holding on and I'm holding on for dear life. When my kids were little and we used to go on summer vacations, we'd go camping. And one time we went to the Grand Canyon and one, we were walking up to the edge one time and I grabbed the two youngest, Josh and Matthew's hands and I held on to them and as we got up there and of course they wanted to get closer to the edge than I wanted them to get. Like you wanna get closer to the edge a lot of times. And uh, they both started squirming and squiggling and trying to shake hands free. And they wanted to let go of my hand, but there was no way I was letting go of theirs because I was their father and I loved them. There will be times in your life when you wanna let go of God's hands. God, I don't wanna be a Christian right now. It's inconvenient. I don't wanna do what the Bible says. I wanna do it my way. I wanna go have sex with that person. I wanna go cheat on my income tax. I wanna to lie to that person so I can get out of that sticky situation. I wanna do this, I wanna do that. And there are gonna be times you say, it's not popular, it's not convenient, it's too costly. I don't wanna do the right thing right now. God, I don't, right now, I'll be back, but I don't wanna be a believer in you right now. And you're gonna to wanna to let go. But he's never letting go of you. You see, once you put your hand in Christ's hands, it's out of your hands. This is called eternal security. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. Now, if you earned your salvation by working for it, then the moment you stopped working for it, you'd lose it. But you didn't earn it, so you can't lose it. It was a gift and once it's given and you put your hand, the Bible says even if we're unfaithful to him, he cannot be unfaithful to himself. And he holds on to us. And in John chapter 10, Jesus says, they are in my hands and no one can pluck them out. That's good news. 
That means no matter what happens, I'm still safe in the hands of God. And he will never, never stop loving me. I want to end with two verses. One for those of you who know the Lord and one for those of you who don't know him yet. Those of you who don't know Christ yet, who've never, you've never really certain, you're never certain, you've put your hand in Christ's hand. Maybe you've gone to church all your life, but you're not sure that if you died tonight, you'd go to heaven. You're not sure that you have trusted him for salvation completely. This is why you don't have continuous joy in your life. The Bible says in Psalm 1611, here on the screen, you will fill me with joy in your presence. And the more you spend time in the presence of God, the more you're gonna be filled with joy. And nobody can rob that joy from me. And nobody can rob that joy from you without your permission. So put your hand in his hand. Those of you who know Christ, you've kind of drifted away. And you've stopped realizing how much you've been forgiven. You've stopped realizing you're on your way to heaven. You just take it for granted. You've stopped realizing that all things are working for good in your life and that God is for you, not against you, and that he's promised to meet all your needs and that he'll never stop loving you. You need to pray this prayer, Psalm 51, 12. David prayed it, restore to me again the joy of salvation. Let's bow our heads. Would you follow me in this prayer? If you've never opened your life to Christ, or you're not certain, you're not settled about this issue, you're a little insecure about it, you need to settle it today, receive God's gift. Pray this prayer. Dear God, I don't understand it all, but I thank you for loving me, and I want your joy in my life. I ask you to forgive all my sins and give me a clear conscience and help me to forgive myself. I ask you to give me the gift of eternal life. I ask you to work all things for good in my life. I thank you that you are for me, not against me. Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for me. Thank you that you promised to meet all my needs. Thank you that you will never stop loving me. So today, as much as I know how, I open my life to you, Jesus Christ. I want to follow you. I want to trust you. I want to learn to love you for the rest of my life and then be with you forever. If you've already prayed that prayer in your heart and you know Christ, maybe you need to pray, Lord, Restore the joy of my salvation. Help me to focus on these things, not my problems. That no matter what happens in my life, you're never going to stop loving me. And all these other benefits are true. Let me live in joy this month and this next decade. I pray it in your name. Amen. Hi, this is Pastor Rick. If you just prayed to accept Jesus Christ into your heart, congratulations. You're now my brother or sister in the Lord, and you need to tell somebody, and why don't you tell me? Write to me 
rick at pastorrick.com. Just email me, rick at pastorrick.com, and tell me your story. I would love to read it. And by the way, I'll send you some free material to help you start in your new journey with the Lord. God bless you. This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. We're so happy you've chosen to study along with us today. You can get hope and encouragement from Pastor Rick delivered right to your inbox every day. Just go to PastorRick.com and sign up for his free daily devotional. Rick will be back to close out our time today, but first... You know, in order to live for God in the most meaningful way possible, we need to have His Word deep down in our hearts. That's why Pastor Rick created a spiritual growth tool called the Verses of Hope Scripture Box. Here's Rick to tell you more. One of the most powerful ways you can transform your spiritual life is to memorize Scripture. You say, I can't do that. Oh, yes, you can. The Bible says in Proverbs 7, verse 2, guard my words as your most precious possession. Write them down and keep them deep within your heart. To keep them deep in your heart, you have to remember them. That's why I've had my team create a beautiful gold scripture box so you can practice memorizing the verses that we give you and some that you can develop on your own. Now, we've started a collection of 40 verses about hope. These are going to encourage you when you feel down and discouraged. It's a collection that will help you keep God's Word in you so you have it when you need it. Now, I had a graphic artist create Bible verse cards with multiple graphic designs and really cool colors, so you're going to enjoy studying these verses. It's not just words on a blank card, but the colors will actually help you remember uh, these Bible verses. And to help you develop the habit of memorizing Scripture, we've included 64 full-color decorated cards with lines that you can practice writing out your favorite verses. So in addition to the 40 verses of hope, you can write down verses that are meaningful to you, that come to you in your quiet time. And I want to encourage you to use these cards to write down the Scriptures that you want to put in your mind and to hide in your heart. And then When you need them, the Holy Spirit can bring them back to mind. Now, the Holy Spirit can't bring up something you haven't put in your heart or in your mind. So store them in this beautiful gold box. It's a real pretty box that will make a great conversation piece. Now, my hope is that this tool will help you learn to love God's Word, listen to God's Word, and live God's Word as you share it with others. Now, while you're working on these verses and some of the verses you want to do, my team's actually working on new sets of Bible verses that will be released throughout the year that you can add to your collection. So I hope you'll get this tool. We're doing it for you. We'll send you the Gold Verses of Hope Scripture Box when you give a gift today to help Daily Hope take the hope of Jesus to people around the world. Quantities are limited, so be sure to act quickly. Go to PastorRick.com right now to get your copy of this great resource. That's PastorRick.com, or you can text the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. That's the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. And thanks so much for your support. Today is the last day to get this great resource, so don't wait. Be sure to join us next time as we look into God's Word for our daily hope. This program is sponsored by Pastor Rick's Daily Hope and your generous financial support.